mystery. In our history. Thank you for tuning in to Mystery in Our History podcast, where we take an in-depth look at all things urban legend and conspiracy theory related, and how they came to be. I'm Chris Barry. That's J.R. Supa. I'm driving this episode. We're switching seats, so buckle in, buckaroos, because here we go. So, J.R., as you know, the Beatles are shrouded in mystery, uh, per our last episode. Yep. And there are so many conspiracy theories that I couldn't just let the last episode end with just Paul McCartney's death being like him being dead theory. I could have just let it end there. Okay. I, I had an itch for more Beatles conspiracy cause I knew more and I wanted to scratch the surface on, on some of them. That's, um, okay. yeah. So in this episode, I managed to dig up two more that had a lot of water, um, or, you know, basically the, the, there's an argument here. It's not just like something really stupid. I'm um, excited. Yeah. So, we'll start with the first one. Okay. The first one is, the Beatles never broke up. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like this one's pretty disputable, but I'll, I'll hear you out. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, what, that's what they want you to think, JR. Okay. So, <laughs> so, there's a website uh, out there, and it's titled, it's, it's www.thebeatlesneverbrokeup.com. Mm-hmm. And on this website, creator James Richards claims that he has a Beatles album from an alternate reality called Everyday Chemistry. But it doesn't end there. Here's where the story behind the album Everyday Chemistry. Hold on a second. Hold mm-hmm. on a second. Alternate reality. Yes. Are we circling back to episode seven? Are we going to do the Mandela effect? So it's a little bit different than Mandela Effect. Um, does, this yeah, guy I mean, have, does this guy have Berenstein Bears books, too? Uh, he might. You know, I'm shocked that he didn't have them on his website. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's, 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 it's crazy, dude. It, this guy is a, is a little goofy. Let's dive in. All right. So on September 9th. Okay. So just as a – just as a um, – as a – Disclaimer: This is all just directly off the website. This is not none. Of, this isn't my work. None of this is coming um, from us. No, no. So I just wanted to share his story. <laughs> we because, are simply the conduits of this information. Right, right. I just thought it was a very interesting story. Um, so he opens with uh, the following: is an actual account of my experiences as of recently. Because of the nature of what has happened, I must remain anonymous until I feel it is safe to reveal my name. But for now, you can refer to me as James Richards. Or Jimmy Dix, for short. <laughs> All right. So, Jimmy Dix. Jimmy Dix. I like Jimmy Dix. We can Dix. do Jimmy Dix. We're going to do Jimmy Dix. <laughs> so, okay, so you're saying everything you're about to read is this guy's words. Yeah. Right? Just to make sure we're establishing where Chris ends and crazy Jimmy Dix begins. Right. Okay. That's not to, believe, that's not to say I don't believe his story. No, it, but this is this is verbatim his words off the website. Right, exactly. Okay. I, this is not my work again. So. This, is, this is skeptic hat going on here. <laughs> skeptic hat's going on. <laughs> so, on September 9th, 2009, I experienced something that I'm still having trouble believing happened to me. 
I came into possession of a cassette tape containing the Beatles album that was never released. In fact, not only was it never released, but it was recorded many years after they broke up. And no, I'm not talking about Klaatu. And for those of you at home who don't know, because I also didn't know this, Klaatu is believed to be the Beatles under a new name. So it's like Interesting. Yeah, I, I I didn't look that deep into it. I was just like, what the hell is Klaatu? Googled it, got that answer, and went, yeah, okay, sure. Slapped yeah, it in whatever it. you say, champ. <laughs> exactly. So, now this is where the story becomes slightly more unbelievable, and it is almost embarrassing to attempt to explain the incident to you for fear of viewing me as completely absurd. I must assure you, I'm not insane or on drugs, and hopefully the audio from this tape will be enough proof that there is more than we think out there i live in livermore california but on september 9th i was driving home from turlock after visiting a friend's uh after visiting a friend for a few days i had my dog with me and i didn't have any plans for the day so i decided to take a drive through a place called del puerto canyon just west of turlock there's a scenic road that is fun to drive and actually goes through to Livermore. I hadn't taken a cruise through it for a while, so I decided, uh, so I thought I would take this way home. It was about 2 p.m. Okay, so 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Isn't Turlock the, the video game? <laughs> That's Turrock. Oh. <laughs> All right, so. But close enough. I'm going to try not to jump in a lot because I want you mm-hmm. to be able to, to read a lot of this stuff without me interrupting but um this sounds like the intro to every abduction story we've had so far (laughs) well it's funny you say that because it kind of plays out like an abduction story um all right go ahead so keep going keep going jimmy dix continues jimmy dix (laughs) (laughs) a ways into the canyon my dog started acting like she needed to use the restroom so i pulled over to the first available parking area to the side of the road and let her out for a while. I stretched. At first I didn't notice, but then I heard barking from 30 yards away. My dog was chasing a rabbit. Now my dog is a pretty good dog, but if she is chasing something when there is no stop, there's no stopping her. So the only thing I could do was become part of the chase. <laughs> Boy, I'm, and then in parentheses, you, um, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I added in there, Jesus. I think you could tell it's first time driving y'all. Um, I was, uh, you know what being a dog owner is all about. I'm sure um, this dude literally just described my dog. Yeah, like to a T. If I ever let Vincent off his leash, I'd never see him again. <laughs> yeah, every dog, right? Every little thing that moves, they're just bolting after yeah, it, dude. And the best part is, is he's like half afraid of everything, and half like <laughs> wants to chase everything. So like he'll be running, and then he'll like see a leaf blowing and he thinks it's a small animal so he takes off after it because i have one of those retractable leashes and mm-hmm. but then he'll see another le- like leaf out of the corner of his eye on on the side startled. and he'll like hard stop and look at it like oh my god what are you <laughs> <laughs> my dog does the same thing and she sees something it startles her and then she backs up it's it's yeah. just dogs man gotta love them. all right so anyway <sighs> he, he continues they already had about uh, a 40-yard head start, so I had to really book it. The uneven ground and soft dirt patches made it difficult to run, 
and it wasn't very far into the chase. I had stepped into the rabbit hole, fell, and knocked myself unconscious. Who hasn't been there, right, guys? Uh, I mean, obviously, I fall into a rabbit hole at least once a week. <laughs> I knock myself out at least once a month. <laughs> anyway. Lobster bisque. <laughs> when I woke up, I was in a room with some furniture and electronics in it. I was taken care of with the bandage on my head, but I still felt uneasy about the situation because where I fell and hit my head was in a very rural, unpopulated area with no houses. And outside, and outside the window of the room, I was in, I could hear traffic. Okay, I didn't mean, I, I, I missed this the first time I read through this outline. Oh, you missed that whole I, thing? I missed that paragraph when I read through this outline the first time. Um, so, Jimmy Dix Jimmy wakes Dix. up like it's mm-hmm. 1965 with a head injury, and he's just got the wrap around his head. Like, I yep. feel like that literally is only in movies and does nothing like what does that do that's where this guy drew his inspiration you either you either crack your skull open and you're dead like what what do you need that whatever i'm sorry you have a cut on his head a goose egg maybe who knows right i I mean if you did i feel like i'm reading way too far into this but i that like for some reason that actually like touched a nerve (laughs) this really this is getting me (laughs) so he he uh He goes on to say, I wasn't near the window in the room. I was actually on the other side next to an unusual looking electronic machine that I didn't recognize from anywhere I've seen before. The only reason this stood out was because it seemed out of place in a person's home, which most of the room resembled. I decided to get up and look out the window, but the door opened and in ran my dog, who was pretty excited to see me. Uh, yeah, right? We're, 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 don't worry, the dog's good, y'all. Uh, when I looked up, there was a man standing at the door. He was about six foot tall, had medium, long black hair, and was dressed casually nice, but gave me a greasy vibe. If you know what I mean. So I don't know why you put that in there, but sure, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> he introduced himself as Jonas, and I asked if I was okay, which he said yes. He said he found me unconscious in a field with my dog barking at me. So I thanked him for helping me and my dog out. And that I was surprised that my dog even came back to me. I then asked him the question that would make me start wondering if I had in fact gone crazy. I asked him, where am I? Alright, hang on. Mm -hmm. The guy should be dead. Yep. And he's in a strange room with a strange man. After hitting his head, and he's worried about asking, where am I? Dude, this guy right. has such bigger problems. Well, right, and, and like, I mean, how is he not like, am I dead? Are you, I mean, you, you look like a greasy Jesus to me. Are, am I, did I go to heaven? I don't recognize this place. This is unreal. So, Jimmy Dick says, <laughs> about 20 feet away from where I found you, I'm sorry, Jimmy Dix, actually. He writes that Jonas says, About 20 feet away from where I found you, he replied. I told him that couldn't be possible because there were no houses within at least 20 miles from where I last remember being. He then told me that he was going, what he was going to say next will be very shocking and unbelievable. And that if he didn't actually experience it himself, then he wouldn't believe it. 
He took a look at the machine near the window and looked back at me and said, he transported me into parallel Earth. All right, so this guy hit his head way harder than we thought he did. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going cuckoo. Okay. For sure. So, <laughs> he said he traveled to our Earth dimension and found me knocked out in the blazing heat with nobody around to help me out. Normally, he said he doesn't take outsiders through the portal, but in my case, he thought I needed urgent help. That was Harvey Weinstein's opening line. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I normally, also, I normally don't do this. <laughs> also, just for starters, on my end of the, of the skeptical side, what the hell was Jonas just doing... Was he just going through different dimensions and was just like, oh, look, this one, a stranger that needs help. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that this all gets explained as we go further yeah. because this so, is silly right now. Right now, it's, it's pretty silly and it, it, it gets weirder. So yeah, let's do this. I immediately started asking questions about traveling to parallel worlds since all I knew about the topic was YouTube videos of Michikaku. And, excuse me here. Micho Kaku. Thank you. You got it. MVP here. <laughs> he told me to slow down and that he would explain himself. Apparently in his world, a parallel travel machine can be purchased quite easily. While not cheap, it's pretty popular even though the machine can be dangerous enough to cause death. In the 1950s of his dimension, the government was faced with the decision to continue to fund a space program. I'm guessing NASA. All right. He puts in parentheses. Or a parallel dimension program called ARP-D. I can't remember what he said it stood for, but I'm pretty sure the P-D is parallel dimensions. And I remember the acronym because I noticed it on a lot of the electronics in the room I was in. All right, so I misspoke. And I, I'll be the first to admit it. This is, <laughs> not, this is not a Harvey Weinstein incident. This is actually what Scientology is based on. Yes, this is L. Ron absolutely, Hubbard. and I appreciate you being the bigger man. And, and, and I, know, I can admit when forward. I'm wrong. I, I'm issuing a formal <laughs> apology to the uh, Harvey Weinstein and the entire Harvey Weinstein family. Um, this is clearly L. Ron Hubbard, and what Scientology is based on. It's my bad. Yep. Uh, look out for that short we'll be putting out. It's uh, Jr. on the podium uh, giving his apologies. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could. I wish. I wish I knew somebody who animated. Oh, just an apology podium, yeah. like just yeah, just a quick little apology animation. Oh man! So uh, he then explains that the real danger of using the machine was exploring new dimensions. Since there are an infinite amount of Earths in other dimensions, only a small amount have been explored. The problem with exploring unknown dimensions is the chance that you will die somehow once you walk through the portal doorway. He told me that people die from falling if the ground isn't close enough to where the portal opens. Die from drowning. There are worlds covered in water. Hard to reopen a portal underwater. Die from fire. Atmospheric issues. Okay. He said in order for people to avoid this, they would have to know that there would be similar ground in dimension they were traveling to. So his government began to research worlds that were quote-unquote safe to transport to. Fair. Even creating public spots where people could choose a menu of worlds to go to that were all safe. I mean, I think it's completely ludicrous, but it makes good points. I agree. It's a little ludicrous, especially because 
what if you're traveling to these other dimensions and like people there are just gonna be like, what the fuck are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> like, how do you just explain? And be like, oh no, hold up. Anyway, Jimmy Dix continues. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Dix. <laughs> Jimmy Dix. Many of these worlds were lush vegetation worlds that were never ruined by man, only to be invaded by the large, overcrowded population of the traveler's world. He said something about new industries that opened up because of this, one of them being something like dimensional life brokers. These people offered the chance to live as someone new in an already established similar world that didn't know of dimensional travel. Nor that there are people crossing the dimensional border too. Jonas said he was an explorer for one of the dimensional travel agencies and was looking for a new uncharted dimension when he came upon my earth. I guess that explains. All right, I'm doing my best to let you get through all this. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. This is completely insane. It goes wild. I will say, from a detail perspective, mm-hmm. this guy is pretty thorough. Right. But I feel like the first rule of this guy Jonas's from another world, whatever is Jonas, right? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like Jonas. the first rule of this guy's job would be don't fuck with the alternate reality. And the first thing he does right. is fuck with the reality. Right. Like, what if this guy, Jimmy Dix, what if Jimmy Dix was like set to create the Fourth Reich? You know what right. I mean? Like, if yeah. any of this is remotely true, then mystery greasy Jesus Jonas should be shot. I I agree. I agree. It, and I feel like they would have rules in place, kind of like um like the Starfleet Federation from That's Star what I'm Trek. Saying. Like you can interact, but you can't change the course of anything. Sort of. Yeah. So. This is nutty. Like yeah, I, nutty. I feel like it's the f- it would be the first rule of your job. Don't fuck with wherever you're going to. Right. Get in. Take pictures. Get out. Exactly. Exactly. Also, halfway through this, I'm realizing how bad my lighting is. I apologize, oh, everybody. You're, you're fine, dude. My whole face is blown up. You're out. shiny. You can't you can't see the beauty. Anyway. You <laughs> can't see this beauty. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> <We're> the dancers. <laughs> we so um Jimmy continues to say We talked Little about Jimmy a Dicks. lot of things. Little Jimmy Dix. So they talked about a lot of things. It was interesting to see what similarities and differences we had between worlds. Foods, culture, TV, technology. We covered a lot. We also started talking about music, which was an interesting topic because there were many of the same bands between our worlds that existed, including the Beatles. Okay. When their name got brought up, Jonas mentioned that his brother just got back from seeing them perform at a concert recently, which I gave a weird look to and said, you mean they're still together? And he said, yeah. I told them, I'm sorry, I told him about how they broke up in our world and that John and George passed away. Rest in power. Apparently in his world, what was that? Rest in power. Rest in power, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Apparently in his world, they are all alive, healthy, and on tour still. That would be pretty cool. Right? Jonas then had me follow him into another room that had a bookshelf-looking thing with some cassettes, some cassette tapes. 
Yes, the music ones. Apparently, CDs never caught on in his world, which... Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, they have interdimensional inter- travel. Yeah, thank you. They have interdimensional travel, but couldn't figure out but, CDs. But CDs aren't... Yeah, come right. on. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll play along. Right. So, and a tape player slash radio slash record player, though it didn't quite look like the, the type of radios we have. The speakers looked more like crinkled cardboard, but sounded pretty good. I didn't get too good of a look at the speakers, but they certainly weren't round. They almost looked like a tall accordion. Hmm. Right. The only Beatles album he had that was store-bought and had the real cover was Sgt. Pepper's, which looked slightly different than the one we have, but the songs were all the same. The other six Beatle tapes he had were all like something recorded... Oh, I'm sorry. Were all like somebody recorded them on a blank cassette for him and wrote the song titles on a card and slipped it in the case. A couple of the album titles were on the tapes. I recognized... But there were only there were only about four that I had never heard of before. He played a few songs from one of them, which was totally surreal surreal to hear the Beatles music that was never made, at least in our world. We talked about it a little bit. He said a girl had made the tapes for him and he was in upper school and he, he puts in parentheses what they call high school. Thanks, man. I I, I couldn't have pieced that together. Um, <laughs> Serious. Um, she was a huge fan of them and wanted him to listen to them. Okay, number one, how is he not a huge fan of them? Right, starters, um, yeah. or at least know of their music at least if they're know. still together yeah. and they're the Beatles. Uh, and right. and two, pretty convenient that he only had like Sergeant Pepper's album, and then the rest of them right. were on recorded cassette tapes bootleg yeah exactly exactly i agree all right go ahead i agree so he continues he popped out the first tape and was putting in the second one when i told him he should record me a copy of one so i could take it back with me thinking it wouldn't be a big deal thinking it wouldn't be a big deal well the look jonas gave me when i said this is the part of the reason I am remaining anonymous. Not only did it sort of scare me, but it had a very serious, almost creepy look to it, followed by the phrase not word for, and he puts in parentheses, not word for word. I can't remember what he exactly said. And then in quotes. No, you are not to take anything with you back to your world. No pictures, no souvenirs, no tapes, nothing. I asked him why, and he wouldn't really say except for my safety i wasn't to take anything back if it wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> son of a bitch if it wasn't that big of a deal he wouldn't or if it was really that big of a deal he would not have helped him in the first place i agree right why like if if he can't take anything back from from his dimension right why would he bring him to the fucking dimension? Let the guy right. die. Your job is not to save this guy's life. You're like, oh god, okay. Yeah, Sorry. and 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 he is going back with something, right? He's going back with the experience that right. he had. Like, and so this it's not guy's like gonna he's say, going back like, like he handed. Oh, don't tell anybody you were here. Yeah, pinky promise. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna tell mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, exactly. 
So there's a lot of there's a lot of holes in the story for sure. But. I hate Jonas. I hate I hate Jimmy Dixon. I hate Greasy Jesus Jonas. That's fair. I I mean to be fair, the only person I don't hate in the story is the dog. So yeah, the dog's innocent. All right. So. So, he continues, of course I am not the type of person to go through all of this parallel world stuff and not grab something to prove the outrageous story of my experience. I mean, <laughs> duh. Right, exactly. So, for the moment, I told him that I wouldn't take anything and change the subject. About an hour later, after some more talking, I heard a doorbell ring and he left the room to check the door. I knew that I may not have another chance to take something, so I grabbed one of the tapes, and I put it in my pocket, and then shuffled the tapes around to make it look less obvious that something was missing. Jimmy Dix is a douche. Kind of is, right? Not only are you a douche, but you're just a thief. And, like, the space-time continuum could have been at stake, and this guy's just like, I'm going to take a Beatles album. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Let it collapse on itself. Right. When he (laughs) can't... When he came back, <laughs> God damn it, Jimmy, sorry, you suck. Uh, so when he came back inside, I said I was kind of hungry to just get us out of the room. I mixed the tapes up a little so it was hard to tell one was missing, but I didn't want to be there when he found out. So he then took me into the other room and fed me. For the most part, the food tasted like ours, but it was different product names and colors. The purple ketchup was the strangest. All right, you're in a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Right? Let me just make yeah. sure I understand. Yeah. This. Yeah. You're in a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. You just heard music. Yeah. From a band where two, if not three, debatably, mm-hmm. of the members are dead right. in your time or your universe, whatever. And purple ketchup is what you're going to focus on. Right. I hate Jimmy Dix. That's so much. Fair. So also, much. I just want to I just want to reel it back a little bit because um I graduated high school in 2005. Mm-hmm. And when I was in about I want to say 7th grade, there was that fucking Heinz had that the, they had the blue mustard, the purple ketchup, they had all that shit. I'm sorry, Jimmy. It's not that weird. You've seen it before. You've seen it before. They had a huge campaign for it. You've seen it 20 years ago, dickbag. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy Dicks. Purple ketchup. I'm so upset by purple ketchup. I know, dude. It's just food coloring. It's going to make your shit blue. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. He continues. We talked a little bit more, and then I expressed the notion that I should be going because it was getting late. The time of day was identical to ours, as is all worlds. Which, I don't know how you would know that, unless he told you. Must have before. told him. He had to have told him. Yeah, I guess. So, he writes, uh, We went back to the room with the machines in it. I grabbed my dog and shook Jonas' hand for, t- for taking care of me after I was knocked out. I thanked him again and stepped through the portal. And then in uh, parentheses he writes which felt like getting wet but staying dry the entire time really weird when I put my dog on the ground she even shook herself like she was wet so weird it is weird right I'm trying to think of that sensation like yeah. you just got drenched but you're dry so Jimmy continues to write back in our world 
I could see my car on the side of the road still, and there was a straight line burn mark in the ground from where the portal had shown up. It was dark outside, and the only reason I noticed the burn was because it was still smoking from the heat. I walked back to my car, didn't run this time, (laughs) and drove home. The worst part was I couldn't even listen to the tape on the way home because I didn't have a tape player in my car. Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) I actually wasn't even able to listen to it at home either for the same reason. I had to go to Walmart and buy a tape player just to listen to it. Is there anything worse than having to go to Walmart for one thing? Right. Especially if it's like old Old tech. tech. I I need a Walkman. Like. (laughs) I need a tape player, sir. Yeah. I'm surprised he could even get that at Walmart. I'm surprised he didn't have to go to, like, Goodwill. Or the radio shacks that have all closed down. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, I, I don't have any information about the tape other than what was written on the card sleeve. The track names are written, as well as the album title, Everyday Chemistry. Everything else about it is as mis... <clears throat> Excuse me. Everything else about it is as mysterious to you as it is to me. It also wasn't like I could have asked the guy anything about it, especially after taking it from him. (laughs) Fair. No shit. I'll post some more about my experience in the coming days, but I have to go to work right now, and this post is already long enough. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Hang on a second. What's up? Okay, so you mean to tell me that Jimmy Dix... Not only did he just get back from a parallel universe yeah, and brought something back as proof, which yep. is probably just a mixtape of his shitty band <laughs> and made up the story to get people to listen to it. But I digress. Instead of telling the entire story, this jamoke <laughs> goes to work. Yeah. Yeah. Take a friggin' sick day, dude. Are you insane? It's fresh in your head. (laughs) If this actually happened, just call and be like, I'm not coming in today. Why aren't you coming in? Because I just went to a parallel universe. And they'll be like, oh, okay. Well, Jimmy Dix is insane. He's not coming in today. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, he's a good American. He's pulling himself up by those bootstraps, JR. I hate, hate (laughs) Jimmy Dix. (laughs) That's fair. I love that you call him Jimmy Dix. That's his name. Of, it's not even James his real name. Richard. I know. It's his pen name. Couldn't have gotten anything worse. Oh, what a douche. <laughs> so. This is so upsetting. I hope you know how upsetting this is. You've that's made, okay. You've made me upset. We're almost done with this one. We can move on to the next one, which actually holds a lot more water than this. But anyway. So, he wraps it up by saying, if anyone has any questions they want to ask me about this incident... I've set up an email address that you can contact me at. It's the number four guys media network at gmail.com. So go ahead and write all your hate mail. Anything you <laughs> Jimmy want. Jimmy Dixon. Anything you want. <laughs> um, but his email is Forwarding actually. everything to Chris. Right. Um, he, he puts his email as the Beatles never broke up at yahoo.com. I'll try to answer everyone's questions as best as possible. And then I hate him. That's fair. So he, he he wraps this up. He says, lastly, if there is anyone in all caps out there that has experienced anything like this in the 
then please contact me. Some of the things this guy said to me almost made me wonder if this isn't the first time dimensional travelers have been here. But he he said he, he was exploring new dimensions for work. So I don't know what you got that from, Jimmy. Dude. Right. So... So, I mean, there we have it, JR. This guy, basically, he, he traveled to another dimension, and the biggest thing that stood out to him was that the Beatles never broke up in purple ketchup. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Um, I think that Jimmy Dix is a bag of his last names. <laughs> That's fair. So, there are parcel, many people... He's a parcel of penises. That's fair. He's a he's, Tupperware he's, container of tallywhackers. He's, he's a bag of dicks. A Tupperware container? Of tallywhackers. I would say... I would say he's a he's a gaylord of dicks at That's this fair. point. A hammock of hand bananas. A hammock of hand bananas. Yeah, I like I like that. That's a good one. So, all right. So uh, basically, there there are many people uh, who think the tape is a fake, obviously, and a mashup of the Beatles solo careers. And in fact, that's exactly what it is. Um, you can find <laughs> all the samples from each song on Wikipedia if you look this subject up. Um, and I actually have the link. We'll provide it uh, in the description. However, um, if the story is true, who's to say that the Beatles didn't stay together and make music together? The solo career stuff could have just translated to them making music together as a band. Um, you can also listen to the songs on the website if you like. What's up, JR? You got something? No, no, no. Keep going. It's okay. No. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, think about it, right? If if they stayed together and made music together, then they wouldn't have solo career stuff. They would just have the same influence stuff together as a band. However, I disagree. I disagree that it would basically be the same anyway. songs. Yeah, right. Exactly. I feel like something would be different there. I feel like that's 50-50. Yeah. As I so. remember that I'm not talking into my mic. Um, <laughs> asshole I am, right? I'm supposed to be the one that's professional. So uh, one thing I will say, it's hard to disprove anything to do with alternate realities because even if it wasn't true, how can you disprove it? Right. And if it is true, how do you prove it true, right? So I will say this. I did email Jimmy Dix oh, and nice. have yet to get a response back. No response? <laughs> no response. Shocker, right? I know. Um, I will keep everyone posted if i do hear back from them but again this was all from 11 years ago so i'm not holding my breath all right so this happened 11 years ago yes um so that's what 11 years ago is 2009 yeah give or take right 2008 2009 did cell phones have cameras yeah totally right i feel like they yeah. did i had a, i had a i had a camera phone in high school in okay. 2005 so how did this guy not take pics when he got back? Oh, dude, I get if it. If there right? was like a like line how... where he, when he le- where he, where he landed, anything, anything, right? I'm sorry. When 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 Jonas answered the door, he couldn't have snapped a few pictures of all the tech that he saw around him real quick. Yeah, anything, anything. anything. But yeah, nothing. And here's the other thing too. Even if the story is fake, which it probably is, but even if it's not. Or, I mean, even if it is, and he wanted to go the route with the camera, he could have made props, man. Like, Easily. Could have made props. Anyway. Um, 
yeah, that, that's that's it. Um, the Beatles didn't break up in an alternate reality. Still alive and well, making music and touring. Maybe in this reality, uh, perhaps Paul never died, thus making the band uh, as inseparable bond that continued to be one of the greatest bands of history. I have so many issues with this theory. Jimmy Dix being the first and biggest, and mm-hmm. Greasy Jesus being the second. Yeah. I hate it. All right. So, that's that one. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. This one is John Lennon Never Died. All right. I I don't know how I feel about this one, but I do have a theory on John Lennon's death. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, before we start with your conspiracy theory, if I sure. recall correctly... Yoko was with him when he got shot. Right. What if, instead of being a crazy person who shot Lennon, Chapman was actually a sane person who just missed Yoko? Okay. And the insanity was because he knew that killing a Beatle was the worst thing he could have possibly done. But if he hit Yoko, the Beatles might have gotten back together, and he would have been a hero. Think about that. It holds water. I like it. It's a pretty good theory. I mean, and... no one would have been upset if he hit Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, uh, <laughs> ten people in the world, maybe all family. <laughs> yeah, no, they, not even family. If they've seen her, if they have seen her perform, <laughs> they wouldn't have been upset. Oh shit! Oh, dude, it's maybe Lennon. Shit. Maybe Lennon, because. If Paul McCartney died, then that was his only uh, shield against MI5 because they thought it was nutty. So he might have been the only person that would have been upset by Yoko Ono dying. But it wasn't because (laughs) he liked her. (laughs) So fucked up. All right. I'm sorry. Just food for thought. Let's let's dive in to John Lennon is Alive. So as JR likes to say, a little bit of history. Like uh, news of John Lennon's death on December 8th, 1980, stunned the world. The story is that he was assassinated by a crazed fan named Mark Chapman. When Lennon was leaving his residence, Chapman stated he was... Um, Jesus. Incensed. He, yes, thank you. Stumbling like an idiot here. Chapman stated that he was incensed by Lennon's lifestyle in public statements, especially his much-publicized remark about the Beatles being, quote, more popular than Jesus. And the lyrics of his later songs, God and Imagine, Chapman also said that he was inspired by the fictional character Holden Caulfield from J.D. Salinger's novel, The Catcher in the Rye. How good was Imagine? I mean, Jesus. That's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. It's been covered a multitude of times. Mm-hmm. So... Ever since millions of fans worldwide have come to believe the singer's death was a hoax and that he is still alive and well. Now this is a quote that I'm going to read here. There are just too many unanswered questions, too many coincidences, too many things just don't make sense. And that was a quote from an unnamed fan who told that to the media. Okay. Yeah, 
dude, I get it. Some of these websites, man, it's just like I put all of my sources down there, so like you can kind of see what I was working with. Mm-hmm. Some of it seems pretty credible. Some of it is just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, overzealous fans stated. Uh, I'm sorry. Overzealous fans started investigating the strange and conflicting circumstances surrounding the death of John Lennon, offering incontestable evidence that the singer was alive. More than 2 million people have clicked on the popular YouTube video titled John Lennon Alive? Shocking proof. And nearly 30,000 people have commented on it. We will provide a link to the video in question. Also, disclaimer, it's actually not the same one that I just titled because that one doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) But I remember seeing it, um, God, I want to say... Eight years ago, I, th- I remember seeing this uh, video. I think it was six now. But anyway, I remember what was in it. I found one that was just as similar. I, I put that up instead. So, okay. another disclaimer. <laughs> a wide array of the singer's fans are convinced the video proves conclusively that John Lennon is still alive. Um, so I watched this video. Mm-hmm. Is it just me? Or... Whenever someone has an idea that, like, could possibly hold water, they present it in a way that makes you think they're a complete idiot. Yeah, like, absolutely. That, this video is two minutes of a guy singing and then a five-second clip of photos that could be interesting if you had more than five seconds to look at. Yes. No, I agree. Okay. I agree completely. Because um. it's just like – it's like circle this, arrow here do this and i'm like wait wait what and it's like starting next video yeah i believe it was more of a clickbait um to get people to to plant the seed in people's head that oh wait is that true and then they start looking further which is exactly what happened to me when i found this uh, a while ago um so this created this video created a, a new wave of john lennon's sightings uh moreover Ever since his death in 1980, hundreds of eyewitnesses claim to have spotted him in many cities around the world, in shopping malls, taxis, even in restaurant in Liverpool, John Lennon's hometown. Uh, John Lennon would be 79 years old today. Okay. I did the math. That's not. <laughs> I did the math. He'd be 79. So, this. Uh, this jumps me into uh, a man named Mark Stacer. Now, Mark Stacer is another po- um, I'm sorry. Another popular conspiracy theory for the Beatles is that Mark Stacer, famous John Lennon impersonator, is actually John himself. This is the same man that appears in the YouTube video we mentioned earlier. So this is the guy that started right. this whole craze. He was a John Lennon impersonator. Right. Okay. Right. And then, yeah. So he he, he kind of kicked off this whole thing. Um. So from the website BenettaRoss dot com states, and in quotes, John Lennon is still alive. You need to only look at the John Lennon impersonator, Mark Stacer. He is the the right age. Looks remarkably like him. Sings like him. Owns tons of Beatle memorabilia, etc. He was the star of a John Lennon movie called Let Em Be, which has since been made unavailable. 
His assassination by Mark Chapman was faked because he was no longer needed. What does that last line mean? Like, no longer needed. <laughs> like, the guy puts out Imagine, and we're like, well, can't top that. Let's pretend he's dead. Yeah, so the only thing I could think of, right, is that... Actually, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> just than, so silly. Right, because, I mean, the whole... There were a super band put together by the government, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, um, they broke up. Maybe he's a loose end. He was... I don't know. Again, it, it's... Yeah. I don't really know. Again, this is from a website. Yeah, you're fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's such a weird thing to say. Oh, I agree. I agree. Maybe he just didn't want to be in the public eye anymore. So he decided to fake his death. Who knows? But so um, another article that is way too long to read in full, even though I did read it pretty much in full (laughs) off the podcast called, uh, quote, proof that John Lennon faked his death by author Miles Mathis. It's extremely well put together. I suggest looking it up if you have any interest in this topic. Um, he makes a, a lot of really great points and comparison photos of Stacer and Lennon. Um, I'll read some of the better points that I found in here, um, and then we can uh, we'll put some of the comparison photos up on our Instagram, also, yeah, so sure. you can take a peek and uh, at Four Guys Media. At Four Guys Media. So um, he writes. I find more recent photographic evidence to be far easier and quicker to compile and more convincing at a glance, as it were, so that it is what I will show you here. So that is what I will show you here. All this evidence is based on research I did myself. I'm not repeating the work of anyone else, and I take full responsibility for everything here. He continues, The biggest clues from... A little indie film from Toronto about Lennon called Let Him Be, released in 2009, with clips still up on YouTube as of 2014, and we did, we we found some more, um, so they're still up, is chock full of big red flags. The first red flag is the title, which is a prominent part of the psychological operation, or PSYOP for short. The film is... A pretend hunt for a living John Lennon. But the message is there in the title. Let him be. Quote, he isn't still alive, but even if he is, let him be. End quote is like kind of like what he's saying about the title. In the film, they tell you they have found a guy who looks exactly like Lennon. Would, uh, exactly how Lennon would look at his age. And in the interviews for the film, they tell you that they have found a Lennon impersonator who looks exactly like Lennon would look at his age to play the part of the film. I'm repeating myself a lot here. I apologize. Um, so basically, they, the, the impersonator it fits the bill for real-life Lennon, for almost to a T. Um, so again, the actor Mark Stacer is playing... Um, a character named Noel Snow in the movie who other characters think may be John Lennon. I'm the dude disguised as a dude who's playing another dude. There's so many layers to this. It's so weird. It's Lennon Inception. Right. So we have a bluff inside a bluff inside of a bluff. Um, The film basically is a psyop that backfired 
and had to be suppressed. They produce these things to make you close to, to take you close to the truth and then ricochet you off some on some tangent. But they took you too close to the truth and the ricochet didn't work. That's why the movie is now being buried. I think it's pretty interesting that the movie is, is if it really is being suppressed. I think that's it, interesting. I um I'm not going to lie. I I did a little bit of digging to see if I could find anything floating around on the internet. I scoured torrent sites. I asked uh I asked uh people on uh 4chan boards, on torrent boards. I I went deep to try to find these things and I couldn't find it. Nowhere. Um interesting enough, people knew exactly what I was talking about, but they just didn't know where I could find it. Huh. So, I thought that was very strange. Yeah. Um, so to summarize what Mathis says next is that the director and writer from the film, Peter Nick, McName, I'm going to call him. McNamee. Ma- McNamee. That makes sense. Peter McNamee has no presence on IMDb except this one film. And then he disappeared off the face of the earth. There's an interview with McNamee online so you can see for yourself how suspicious the whole film is from the, from the get-go. McNamee says that he is from Black Blackburn, Lancashire. Um, Lancashire. Lancashire, thank you. Which is, of course, mentioned in the Beatles song, A Day in the Life. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics, if you're not familiar, says... Um, well, I don't know why I put, why they, they put this here. It was just part of the, um, the article, but I'm going to read That's it anyway. It's, it's, it's a day in the life. We don't, we don't need the yeah. lyrics. <laughs> yeah, day in the life. You know, exactly. I read the news today. Oh, yeah, boy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, is, is close to John being assassinated. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Mathis continues to list off coincidence, co- coincidences, hmm. Mathis continues to list, list off coincidences in the film, kind of like our last episode where the Beatles peppered in clues about Paul's death and albums, artwork and song. Okay. McNamee peppered in hints in his movie that tie back to Lennon. Again, this is a long and well-written piece, so I'm not going to go into them one by one. But one that stood out to me was uh, there's hidden in the movie, an actress is reading a book titled Cheerio. And if anybody was big into John Lennon or knew a lot about his life, Cheerio was a book that was considered by him to be his Bible. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not true. I always want to be a Debbie Downer. Um, but if this movie is about Lennon, mm-hmm. then it would make sense a book he held so near and dear to his heart would make an appearance in the movie. So I don't. I like. I feel like how is that a clue to his living? So um, I kind of thought the same thing, right? Um, it's not an obvious clue. It's not like, you know, they're holding the book like this and then they go. Right. And put it down. It's like a blur. Like you have to freeze frame it to just get the to hint. get that, that it's cheery. Okay. All right. So it's like it's like one of those deep dives almost like with the, with the album art and mm-hmm. playing the record backwards and that kind of stuff. Okay. So, okay. Um again, I kind of thought the same thing, but anyway. <laughs> So Mathis continues to point out some of the memorabilia that Stacer has is suspect. He writes, Now get this. Stacer's collection includes a New York City restaurant menu signed by all four Beatles during their first U.S. tour 
framed autographs with original line drawings and gold records. It says, go read the article. It really says that in all caps. Gold records, he says. And I thought that was weird, too. Stacer has gold records by the Beatles. Hmm. That is now a that's weird. Some, why, would, like, that why, is, would, why would he have gold records? Right. Because that's something that the public just from? doesn't usually get, right? Unless yeah. it's been auctioned off. But Right. So, again, like, how hard on his luck is Ringo? <laughs> right, right, right. He's selling off gold records. Right. Well, exactly. And it, it's so weird um, because... Again, that's just something that normal people don't usually get or stumble upon. Somebody very rich is going to have something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like Beatles money rich. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> so here we have uh, what is supposed to be Stacer in front of um, the Stephen Bulger Gallery in Toronto. Um, and the caption says, guess what Bulger Gallery specializes in? Lennon memorabilia, especially old photos. Who do you think supplies them with all these photos? Probably the guy above, who happens to have a lot of those photos. Why else would he be there? Now, I think that's a little bit of a weak argument. I mean, the, the but... question at the end is a little silly. Why else yeah. would he be there? Well, he well, would we be there because be there. if he's a John Lennon impersonator and a huge fan, he would be that's there because it specializes in Lennon memorabilia. Right. And again, if you don't, if you're not watching us on YouTube... You can check these out. Uh, Everything will be on Instagram, yeah. So uh, Mathis continues to say that Stacer's American accent is suspect. Uh, Stacer was supposedly born in Michigan. And even Harrison's sister says that when Stacer is doing a Liverpool accent, that she was shocked at not only how good it was, but how he sounded exactly like Lennon. So that holds more water for me than mm-hmm. anything else right. i think i mean this is this is very thin but the fact that like um what did it say jesus harrison like george harrison's sister she right. would know what lennon right. sounds like so the fact that she's saying he sounds exactly like lennon is is something you know what i mean so mm-hmm. for me i feel like if if it wasn't for harrison's sister I would just be just be referring to how Gary Oldman lost his English accent because he played so many American roles. If you that impersonate somebody with a Liverpoolian accent so much, that's just you're going to end up just talking like that all the time, and that makes your sense. American accent will go away. But the that fact that sense. he's doing it so well that he sounds exactly like John Lennon is a different story. Yeah, even to someone who was considered to be family uh, to Lennon. Yeah, um, yeah. So. That's that's crazy. Um, Mathis's strongest claim are still photo comparisons. Now, usually you could find something that doesn't match up, but uh, with the suspected look alike um, and the real deal, Mathis is very thorough. And honestly, I agree with the comparisons that he. Uh, it's pretty damning. Um, now, I won't take you know. Don't take my word for them. We're gonna put them up here on the screen. Uh, look at them for yourselves. Uh, we're also going to put them, again, on Instagram for you to view. Of course. So uh, these first two are um, supposed to be of – so this first one here is supposed to be Mark Stacer from 2004 at a show of memorabilia in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one here 
is John Lennon, John Lennon, circa 1978. Now, he writes, I'll let you see if you can spot the match before I tell you. Then right underneath he says, the mole under his right eye to your left is an exact match, and we have a second confirmation of the mole on Stacer. So, I mean, it's it's there. It's the same mole. Right, and then the second confirmation is this next photo. Yep. The second confirmation is this next photo, um, and basically it's a screen capture from a YouTube video, and he writes, you can even see that the mole is slightly raised, so you can't argue that Stacer penciled in the mole to make it look more like Lennon. Yeah. Which I, I agree. So, so that was in 2009, but a few years earlier, in 2004, Stacer still had his old front teeth. And here's a screen capture from one of his earlier YouTube videos. Um, you can see, uh, from behind his microphone, you can definitely see that his front tooth is shorter than his side tooth. Um, which, I guess that doesn't really add up, does it? But well, I think hey, it's, let's say for, for I think what sake, he's trying, uh, yeah, I think what he's trying to point teeth. out is that there's um, a strange shape. And then the last one that I think is, mm-hmm. I think he's just trying to point out that there's a strange shape oh, yeah. to his front teeth that the next picture has Lennon in with the white glove and the hat and everything with that same kind of weird shape in his tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, they, they have very weird shaped front teeth yeah. um, that you can see in the next picture. They, they look very similar. Um, right, and, and then, then the, last... the last one I want to jump to... Um, is the first picture on the left is Lennon. Uh, you can see the back of his hand, and then the one on the right is of Stacer, um, and they have identical uh, vein patterns on their hands. I don't know if they're identical, but it's pretty close. think so. Um, there's a few more uh, that they have on there. Like, they, you know, they compare index fingers and everything. Um, you know, again, I didn't get, this is a very, very, very thorough document and I'm just trying to get cherry pick the best of it out. Yeah. Um, so I also, I, I also think that the pictures that he had was the most damning evidence. Um, basically the document goes in further detail. Um, if this created an itch that this podcast didn't scratch, I do urge you to go read it. It's very fascinating to read. Um, I could go on all day with it, but for the sake of the podcast, I'm just going to cut it here and we'll end with this final piece that I thought was, uh, very suspect. I think the mole is pretty interesting. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people out there with moles in the same place, Mm -hmm. but to look so much like Lennon and then have a mole in the same place is pretty interesting and mm-hmm. like I said, I, I'm not sure if the veins make me believe completely or completely take me out of it. I'm, I'm, that was a weird, I had a weird visceral reaction to that when I read this the first time. And I'm like, I can't tell if it's like, oh my God, or like, really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And something that I'm just now realizing that I, that I left out pretty heavily, um, which I don't know why, is the nose shape on both of these men. Are, it's the same I, nose. Same exact nose. All the way down to the to the hook that it, it comes down to a hook at the it's interesting. Yep. Um, but I digress. Um, again, if you if you want to look more into it, please go check out this writing. It's good stuff. Um, 
So I'll end with this. Um, the last thing I have for you is Mathis writes, okay, now we have some bonus material. I said I would go back to the song John sings in the new movie called I Was There and hear the lyrics to that song. Hey, there's talk about Misha's eyes and the secrets that lie within. Check the stories from the boys in blue. It's a must that you meet them. Let's have the truth and lose the lies. Are you listening, FBI? It won't be long. I can't say when. I may go, but I'm not gone. If I were you and you were me, like Catcher in the Rye, you look like you took a thief without a life. You can run, but I can't hide. Yeah, there's talk about all my life. That night, the apple took a bite. I was there, I was there, I was there. I may go, but I'm not gone. It's pretty straightforward, I think. So, will there, well, I mean, you know, will we ever really know the truth? Probably not. I mean, is he dead? Maybe, I don't know. But the legend that is John Lennon will live on forever. And some things are just too good to be forgotten. I mean, those are, those are pretty interesting theories. Um, I'm I'm impressed by the research, Chris. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and this also means that when Baby Supa comes, uh, you're probably going to be taking the reins on more episodes. <laughs> I can do that. Easy peasy. I'm just, uh, I procrastinate a lot, so you might have to crack the whip on me a little bit. But this one just got... Don't worry. I whipped this up right after we recorded the last one. I no, like, absolutely. Juices were flowing. I just was ready to go. So, so little teaser next episode we are going to dive into our first religious conspiracy theory okay conspiracy now, based in religion okay I'm, I'm 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 into it i don't have a lot of religious background so this is going to be fun. that's okay that's i'm doing the research on this one <laughs> excellent excellent um yeah so uh, that's how we will wrap up this time on the mystery in our history podcast you want to read more on anything we discussed in this episode the links to our sources are in the description description also should we do plugs Let's can do i plugs. finish can i finish podcast um mike's mini history lessons are coming out in uh early april i can't give a guaranteed date because it depends on when the baby comes um but those are coming early quarter two uh, our Patreon, Four Guys Media, um, Instagram at Four Guys Media. Uh, you can find us now on Spotify. You can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. Excellent. I'm in your head. That's right. All right. We'll everybody. see you next time, guys. See Bye. You. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions or topics for us to cover, email us at fourguysmedianetwork at gmail.com. If you're on the go, you can subscribe to our shows on iTunes. Be sure to check out our Patreon page, Four Guys Media Network, for access to exclusive content like minisodes and more. We have a lot of goals to hit, so we can keep improving and continue providing more content ad-free. So all of your donations are greatly appreciated. 
Make sure you subscribe to the 4Guys Media Network YouTube channel for all of our other projects by clicking the link on the right. And lastly, if you want to watch another episode, just click the link on the left. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back.